So yesterday we learned how when you're in it to win it, when you put yourself into something all the way, that facilitates a connection between your Chachma and your Bina. That's what causes the Eureka moment that we described to illuminate your analytical thinking. So that even when you're being analytical, you feel the, uh, the authenticity of, of, what you're, of the subject. You don't just feel the details, you feel the authenticity of what you're learning about. You feel the truth of it, you, as if you see it. What makes, you, what makes the analy- analytical stage of, of the intellectual process to have that kind of, of realness to it is the fact that you really care about what you're learning. You really care about what you're learning, so then, even though you're being analytical, but you're, you're, you're being analytical in a way that you're, that you're um, not leaving the, uh, the, the reality of what you're learning about. This is a little bit different to what Hasidus talks about called Chakem Bebina. Chakem Bebina means that even when you're being analytical, you have to remember the point. Hasidus gives the example of, of sometimes you're studying the Talmud and you, and you uh, want to uh, understand a certain concept and you go into this concept and you try to explain different things, but you have to always remember the central point that you're learning about, otherwise you can go into, into the wrong path. Like I think I shared with you at one time, Rabbi Wolshansky, the head of Yeshiva Maristown, he once gave us a class and, I, and then I, I, I wrote my insight that I had based upon what he, what he had said. And I presented it to him, like, you know, this is my own Torah insight, and I'm presenting it for the first time to the head of the yeshiva, to, for him to analyze it. And he looks at it, he looks at me, looks at it, and looks at me, and he's quiet. And finally he says, Moshe, yeah, I think I have created a monster. <laughs> I mean, you're way off, you're way off, going, going, gone. So Chesidus says, you always have to be conscious of the point that you're learning about, otherwise you won't understand it properly. That's not what we're saying today. We're talking about something else. We're not just talking about losing sight of what the t- subject is. We're talking about how you are illuminated by the authenticity of what you're studying about. Not just that you're conscious of what the point is, and therefore you don't make a mistake, but that you're... Yonatan, want to get to the front door? Front door, someone's at the front door. Of the shul. But you're, you're, you're illuminated by the authenticity of what you're learning. You feel the reality of it. Parenthetically, the Friedrich Kippur says elsewhere that meditation means that you think about the truth of what you're learning. And you, and you, and you, um, you analyze, like, is this, this is true. And, oh, what's master of Josh? You just want to get you by, you're by the front door, right? Yeah. You, you just went to the front door to get you. So... Um, so, meditation, the Friedrich writes elsewhere, means that you think about, is this true? And how would this life be if, if, if it wasn't there? This is real. And how would life be if this wasn't here? That's what general meditation is about. It's, about. it's about thinking again and again about the truth of what you're learning, the, the reality of it. Anyways, so that's the higher level, the higher level of Das is caring about the subject matter deeply. And that causes that your whole being is attached to what you're learning about. You just came, Josh. It was at the front door. You, you actually got in without you before you came. We're on the page now, seventy-nine. You just want to want to want a book. Page seventy-nine. We're eight lines to the bottom. Yes, when is das tachten? Hamachaber lises kashos hamichen midas and uchenspimus hamidas. There's a lower kind of das, which is the ability to connect your intellect with your feelings. That means 
to connect your intellect with their, with their inner level of your feelings. The lower level of das is about thinking about something very processed and thinking about it in a real deeper way so that it affects your emotions. As we learned a few times this week, that when you go into the depth of something, then it can go inside you deeply. Moshe Rabbeinu had a great power. Until now we learned that there's two kinds of souls. There are souls of Atsilus, and there are souls of the lower worlds. There are souls which have Das in the godliness, and there are souls which do not have Das. They're called animal-like souls. Moshe Rabbeinu has a great value, a great power, and he's able to bring Das into all Neshamas. Even those souls which are called the seed of the animal, they're of the lower worlds, of they too should also feel, and also recognize, and also know Hashem, top of, of page 80. So that they can know Hashem. As the Pasuk says, you should know today that Hashem is your God. As another Pasuk says, know the God of your Father. So Moshe Rabbeinu is the one who allows all Neshamas, he feeds to all Neshamas this ability to recognize and feel Hashem. Moshe was called in Kabbalah, he's called one of the seven shepherds. There are seven shepherds, seven tzaddikim, who have different roles to play regarding feeding souls of Israel different things, things that they need. So Moshe Rabbeinu is one of them. What does he give the Jewish people? He gives the Jewish people the feeling of das, the ability to recognize and feel Hashem. That's the role of Moshe Rabbeinu. And the Moshe of every generation, oh, sorry, he says the next few lines. He is the one that allows us that even when we're being analytical, to also feel the truth of what we're learning about, to feel the authenticity of what we're learning about in, in the level of actually seeing it, as if we see it. Moshe Rabbeinu is called a faithful shepherd, which means he is not just one of the seven shepherds, he is called a faithful shepherd, he is unique, how is he unique? He feeds the Jewish people and he gives the Jewish people the, the, the ability to have das. That's the meaning of the faithful shepherd. He doesn't just allow us to believe in Hashem. We're Jews. We have belief in Hashem in our, in our kishkas, in our souls. But Meishmenu allows us that the things we believe in should be things that we feel. Moshe Rabbeinu gives us dast, it means he gives us, gives us the ability to recognize and feel practically in a down-to-earth way the truth of what we believe in. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu was called the first redeemer, and he's also called the final redeemer. What's the meaning of the word redeemer? The meaning of redeemer doesn't mean that he takes them and he walks them out of Egypt. That's just external. The real meaning of Redeemer means that He gives them this ability to connect to Hashem. He gives them the ability to feel the truth of what they believe in. Next page, page 81. When Moshe Rabbeinu first spoke to the Jewish people, he says, God will take you out of Egypt, and then you will know that Hashem is Hashem. That's the purpose of going out of Egypt. It's not just about being out of Egypt physically. The whole point is to be redeemed, to be free. What's the meaning of being free? To have das. What's the meaning you have das? Not just you believe in Hashem, but that you recognize and you feel Hashem. When Moshe initially came to the Jewish people, he told them that God had remembered them, and God would take them out of Egypt. 
So the people respond, and it says in the Torah, and they believed. They believed, but they only believed. It was something distant from them. It wasn't, it wasn't something that they felt. They believed that God would take them out of Egypt, but they didn't actually feel that as a reality. Think about how the Rebbe told us so many times that our generation is the last generation of exile, the first generation of Geula. If you ask someone, what generation are we up to in history? See, I'm much, we're the generation of Geula. We're, we're that generation. We're the ones. We believe that. But do you actually feel that way? Do you actually think that way? That's a different kind of thing. So the Jewish people also, they believed. But then when things got difficult, they, they, they lost their faith. The idea of das means you feel it. It's real. So Moshe is called the first redeemer. Moshe gave the Jewish people this, this ability to connect to Hashem. They were free from Egypt. Not when they actually walked out of Egypt. They were free from Egypt when God became real to them. That's, being, that's the meaning of the first redeemer. It's an unbelievable concept of what redemption means and freedom means and, and, what, and what das is. Das is this ability to be free. How, what's freedom mean? That you, Hashem is real. That you don't, you don't look at the world. Uh, I was learning earlier this morning that there's two kinds of das. There's das of klip and das of dusha. There's das of holiness and das of the negative. The more you feel yourself, the less Hashem feels real to you. Can das be negative? Yes. Das in, in a negative sense means the more I feel myself and my desires. The more, the more I feel me, the, le- the less room there is for Hashem to be present in my life. But how can that be das? Because I'm feeling myself. I could have das. The symbol translation. Das is that. There's also das of klipa, as you learn about in chapter six in Tanya. That there's there's das in kedusha and there's das in klipa. There's there's ten spheres, ten ten soul powers of a godly soul. There's also ten soul powers of the animal soul, and right. and there, and a das is ability to connect to the physical world in a way to really feel the physical right. world. Equally with the negative world. Hashem made them. Hashem made there to be a Jacob, there to be an Esau. And, they, and, they're, and they're parallel to each other. So as much as we feel ourselves, the less we'll feel the, the gravity of a sin, the less we'll feel the value and the pleasantness and the sweetness and the goodness of a mitzvah. Like the previous Shabbat gives an example of people who, who choose their own path in Judaism, this mitzvah I will do, this mitzvah I won't do. He gives an analogy of an animal walking in the street. The animal doesn't know if he's stepping on a baby or stepping on a person, stepping on rocks, it's all because the animal's not sensitive. So in a similar way, a human being, a Jew, uh, could Hashem also be in that state? Doesn't know what he's stepping on. Anyways, so Moshe is the first redeemer. He's the one who gives us not just a faith in Hashem, but a connection in a way that resonates. So we feel the truth of Hashem. That's the meaning of first redeemer. That we fe- he's the one who allowed us in Egypt to get out of that Egypt state and to feel Hashem's truth. Moshe is also the final redeemer. Doesn't mean literally that Moshe will be Mashiach because Moshe is from the tribe of Levi. And Mashiach is from the tribe of Yehuda. What it means is that Moshe Rabbeinu's neshama is extends in every generation. There's someone like Moshe Rabbeinu. And what does the final redeemer do? What is Moshe Rabbeinu about? What's Moshe Rabbeinu doing in our generation? He's going to cause the world to have knowledge of Hashem, not just the Jewish people, but the whole world be full of knowledge of Hashem. We use The whole world will know Hashem. Everyone will feel insignificant. That means. Our first reality will be the truth of Hashem. And our knowledge and our awareness of ourselves will be something more distant, less real. What's the difference between the knowledge of Hashem, the connection to Hashem that we experienced when we left Egypt, and the connection to Hashem that we'll experience in Mashiach Bukha? 
The das that we had when we left Egypt was only in the level of the animating energy of Hashem. The Jewish people felt when they were in Egypt, they felt that Hashem was animating and sustaining and creating them and everything around them. But they weren't feeling the connection and the reality of Hashem's infinity. That's the unique thing that's going to happen when Mashiach will come. We're going to feel not just how Hashem animates the world, we're going to feel Hashem's infinity in a way that's very real and physical. And we're going to when Mashiach comes. comes. We'll not just feel how Hashem animates us, we'll also feel that Hashem's infinity will also be real to us. Now, it's going, now the Rebbe is going to go back to the beginning of the Mimer, where we where the Mimer is based upon the Pasuk, Trust in Hashem and do good. And uh, live in the earth and nourish your faith. Says the Rebbe. Trust in Hashem. What does that mean? The very first thing necessary for a person is to trust in Hashem. Your, your trust in Hashem should express itself in action. It shouldn't just be something that you say. It should be something they actually do. The Pasuk continues, trust in Hashem. What does trusting in Hashem mean? You actually do. Like, if, if you trust in Hashem, do you think you would talk during davening? <laughs> you trust in Hashem, you know that this, is, this matters. Davening to Hashem matters. If, you know the blessing of Hashem is what causes there to be wealth? You wouldn't talk in davening. You wouldn't, see, you wouldn't miss a Baruch Hu or Nomi. You trust in Hashem, you realize Hashem is what makes everything happen. So you're into that. So trust in Hashem. What's the sign of trusting in Hashem? Because you're doing good. Trusting in Hashem means that you're, you're actually living that way. I'm, I'm saying about saying Baruch Hashem, but it means every, you're doing everything good. You, you're, the way you approach everything you do is, is a different kind of feeling so that you do what you're supposed to be doing. You don't cheat, you don't steal in business, you don't encroach on other, people, other people's um, business as well. And, you, and, you, and you're focusing on what you need to do because you're trusting in Hashem. It's all about Hashem. So therefore, you, will, you, you want to make a vessel for God's blessing. Therefore, you, you, don't, you don't want to miss out on, on Hashem's mitzvahs. And you don't want to... Um, you want to do what Hashem wants because that's, that's who you're trusting in. That's what the Pasuk means when it says, trust in Hashem, do good. It means trust in Hashem so much so you're actually doing it. As an analogy I gave you a few weeks ago but the guy in the wheelbarrow. The guy who says, I can cross the tightrope. I'm like, yeah, you can cross it. So then he says, I'm putting, taking this wheelbarrow across the tightrope. I'm like, you could do it, man, you could do it. So he says, okay, so who wants to go inside the wheelbarrow? So trust in Hashem, what's the sign you're trusting in Hashem? You're ready to go inside the wheelbarrow. And, you do, and you're actually going in the wheelbarrow. You're living, you're living the way Hashem wants you to live. And then the pastor continues and says, live in the earth, dwell in the earth. That will bring you, as Rashi explains, you'll have a life of tranquility. What is the food of faith that nourishes your faith, that makes your faith real to you? Ordinarily, food of faith is a term that's used to describe matzah. Matzah is called the food of faith. Matzah is something that makes our faith in Hashem real. But here, the Rebbe speaks about the spiritual counterpart of the food of faith. What is the food of faith? Food of faith is, a, is the power of das. Das is what connects and brings close to us something that naturally may seem distant. Das is what makes it real. All the Jewish people, says the Rebbe, love the Terimitzis. Next page. All the Jewish people love the Terah. They love the Mitzis. 
they rejoice and they're happy to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. All the Jewish people hate sin, and they are Yirayelakim. They are they are God fearing. They want to be servants of Hashem. Do what Hashem wants. That's all because of the intellect, of their understanding of Torah. That's why they love the Torah, they love mitzvahs. They feel it's good stuff. What does das add to the equation? Das adds to the equation, not just to understand the value of doing what Hashem wants and the denigrity of going against Hashem. Das means to feel the holiness of the Torah. The Helekite Basin Torah. Not just that you, yeah, Torah is a good thing, to feel the otherworldliness in Torah, to feel the holiness in Torah. We said earlier on in the Mimer, we said, who is a wise person? A wise person is someone who could see the outcome of something, right? That's a what? Huh? Oh. So the emphasis of the mission is not just that you know the outcome, anybody can know the outcome. The, the, the wise person who is the one who sees the outcome, he sees the outcome. So let's say, for example, the guy, the, 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 everyone knows that if you get if you're slacking off in your job, this this employer will will will, uh, will fire you. So, so, so. Um, plans. What? Plans for us if we fail. So so when you're at that, you know that's true. But right now you're not you're not thinking about that. You're not you don't see yourself on the street and uh, selling selling tuna fish sandwiches. You you you, 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 you just th- see right now in front of your eyes. You just see like. I just want to uh, just look up at the sky and, and smoke a cigar. That, that's how you feel right now. So, so that, that, that's what your sense is right now. The fact, the fact that you're going to get ejected from your job is not really real to you right now. You know that's true. You know that this is the route to being in the street, but you don't actually see the street in front of you. But that, that's, that's, so there's something distant from you, and you don't feel that it's really real. You know about it. The wise person is always able to see the outcome of things. He's able to see where this will go, and it's in front of his eyes right now. He sees it vividly. So that right now, because he, uh, he sees the outcome, he is frightened about the result of what his actions can lead, or he is joyful already about what, what, what he's expecting to happen. In Ikenu, Shaidea Das and Asa Simcha so too, through Das, you could really feel the great joy of doing a mitzvah and the great and the great fear from doing a sin. So Das is the food of faith that feeds our nourishes our faith. So that, or I, I have a, a a yardstick of what I consider valuable and not valuable, and I say this thing it doesn't matter if I do this, I don't do this, right? That 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 that's my usual yardstick. But das is what, is what um, causes the yardstick to weigh things in a whole different way. When I feel Hashem's reality, Hashem's truth, so then a mitzvah becomes, becomes far more precious to me. Well, I'm not sure if, if I'm saying the point. Let me say the point very simply. There is, there is the actual things Hashem wants us to do, and then, then there's the magic in them. There's the, there is the, the great value in them. There's a soul in them. There is the, uh, there is the, the, the incredible 
impact of what those things are. Das means that you feel the inner meaning of what you're doing. And when you, you feel the inner meaning of, of, of Hashem taking care of you. You don't just believe in Hashem, you feel it in a real way. When you feel Hashem in a real way, then you feel the magnitude of a sin, and you're afraid of it, and you feel the great joy in a mitzvah, and you're interested in it. What My great-grandfather used to say, doing one mitzvah should make you want to dance for 70 years. Saul Neville used to say, doing one mitzvah should make you want to dance for 70 years. 70 years. Yeah. 70 years should be dancing. It should be, 70 seconds. It should be, it should be, it should be like an all-life rave. All-life rave. Why? Any mitzvah. Because it's about Hashem, doing Hashem what Hashem wants. You're causing pleasure to Hashem. You're connecting Hashem to Hashem. Why don't we dance? You know why you don't dance? Because we don't realize what's going on. We don't think in a real way this is actually happening. It's fun. That's why. <laughs> If, if, if we realize that the, the, we thought about Hashem in a real way, a mitzvah, we wake up in the morning, I'm going to put on the film today. You know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to put on the film. We, we wake up excited. We're going to put on the film today. And we put on the film, we, we kiss the film. My, 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 my Rabbi Fogelman, he's always speak about how uh, someone would, would clean their ears with their film straps. His point wasn't that you should do that at home. His point was that some people, they may do a lot of things, but they have no idea of the value of what they're doing. And therefore, they can clean their ears, the tulin straps, because they don't, they don't know what their tulin straps are, right? So they, they, don't, they don't feel what, 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 what the holiness in it. But, okay, that's the opposite extreme. Now, how much better are we than them? How much better are we than them? Do we feel the holiness of what we're doing? Do we pick up the tulin and kiss the tulin naturally? Or we kiss the tulin because you're supposed to kiss the kiss tulin. You know what I'm saying? I put tefillin on because I'm supposed to. I don't. I never question it. It's just something that you're required to do. I never thought of it beyond that. Okay. I make sure if I run out of Q-tips to use my tefillin strap. I'm sure I have plenty of Q-tips. All right, guys. Um, uh, let, let, let's just conclude the possible episode. Wait, I have one question. No, you didn't ask the one question. I am going. That was just a statement. <laughs> yeah, that was one question. I'm going to right here. You're supposed to ask questions. Listen, let's just go over the, ver- the verse. Okay. The conclusion of the Mimer is we asked, we asked in getting the Mimer, what does it mean to nourish faith? And the answer is nourishing faith means to have das, to bring yourself to have like a real connection to what you believe, not just to believe, but to have a connection. So the Pasuk says, trust in Hashem and do good. What's the meaning of trusting in Hashem? They actually act in a way that you trust in Hashem. That's the first part of the verse. The Pasuk says, This will bring you, trusting in Hashem will bring you to have a life of tranquility. You'll have what you need. And you'll be comfortable. And then the Pasuk says, Feed your faith. Don't just believe in Hashem, but make your faith real to you in a way that actually animates your excitement and your happiness in, in mitzvahs. L'chaim. Das. Das.